I like the statue more than painting in the beginning because I always feel like statue you can see from 360 degree a painting you cannot see from the back so I feel that it's more economic for the statue but the more and more I see on the painting I understand I follow in love with painting more than statue of mm. course I'm, I'm, I'm still like statue but uh, I also love the painting Welcome to Collect Wisely, an ongoing series of podcasts in which we sit down with people who care deeply about art to discuss their passion for collecting. In this episode, we're in Taipei speaking with Leo Shi. Leo's collection originates in the 1990s and ranges from first-generation Chinese oil painters to contemporary work with a focus on Chinese and Taiwanese artists. Collect Wisely is an ongoing series of interviews with collectors from around the world in which we question the nature of collecting and connoisseurship in the 21st century and in doing so, hope to inspire a new generation of individuals committed to making a vital and meaningful investment in our common cultural future. Each Collect Wisely episode brings you personal stories from the perspective of an individual collector where we delve into their passion for collecting, what drives them and what inspires them. My name is Sean Kelly and I've had a gallery in New York since 1991. Leo, welcome yeah. to Collect Wisely. It's very nice to have you here today. It's my honor. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you join us. Um, I've had the pleasure of uh, visiting you before and seeing yes. your collection. And I know that you have an extraordinary commitment to classic modern uh, Chinese painters yes with a specific uh, focus on Taiwanese artists of mm -hmm. the middle 20th century you are an inventor and uh, basically an, an industrialist um, mm -hmm. uh, by training yes how did your passion for modern and contemporary art begin um, collection is kind of the hobby so I think uh, uh, in the beginning, I don't really understand where I have this passion from. And till now, it's more and more clear for me now. I think because I have this hobby is because of when I was kids, I was influenced by my father. My father is a, a famous uh, stamp collector. Oh. So when I was kids, when I was in uh, maybe seven years old, I start to do some stamp collect. So that uh, uh, made me to be today to collection all the arts. Did, did, did your father collect anything other than stamps? No. But yes, we should say he collected the lotus, uh, lot, lotus too. But mostly uh, he collected a stamp. And is stamp collecting a very big tradition in, in Taiwan? Uh, in China, yes. In China. Because, yeah, they Generally. promote that. Yeah. Yes. So collecting tends to be uh, uh, something, it doesn't matter what one collects, I think. I mm -hmm. mean, we've learned that talking to a lot of different collectors. I mean, whether it's, you know, uh, baseball cards or yes. stamps. Yes. There's this tradition which of uh, really growing uh, up as around somebody who's passionate about collecting, yes. it tends to be transmitted to mm -hmm. the next generation. But the leap from stamp collecting to collecting modern Chinese painting mm -hmm. um, is a big distance. Yes. How, how did that journey occur? Okay, when I, when I was kids, I started the, the stamp collecting, but that is the kind of the uh, pre-education for the collection for me. What I really into the collection is uh, I'm doing the trading business and I'm in Taichung City. Mm -hmm. Next to the Taichung City, there's uh, one small town is very famous for the wood carving. So I will have the um, business friend come to visit me time to time. So every like uh, Saturday or Sunday or holiday, when we have time, I will show them I would like to go to there to show, to show them the wood carving in Taiwan, which is uh, 
at that time is pretty pretty good. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. So uh, I started to like the uh, wood carving. So I I start I think my 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 junior for uh, collecting is is uh, really start from there. And uh, when in I remember in ninety or eighties there was uh, one uh, very famous uh, statue master in Taiwan called Zhu Ming. Um, the he had an exhibition um, in the in the. Taiwan History Museum, which uh, he have a uh, one statue called Tong Xin Xie Li, that's a uh, that's a carving of uh, um, three or four people to push a a, a car uh, like a, a car in in front of the car is a is a a, a cow to pull the car yeah. and all the car full of right. the logs right so. That made me uh, influence me a lot. I, I was, um, I was uh, when I when I saw that piece, I I was uh, how to say, uh, I was so impressed, so impressed of that, and uh, start from that, I love into the wood carving. And did you start collecting wood carving? Uh, I did not start collect. Collecting because at that time I don't have economic, I I don't have money. You didn't have the means to do it. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. most young collectors. Yeah, but uh, I I really like the wood carving. But the uh, things from when I was uh, uh, in in nineteen nineties in nineteen nineties I started to do my business and and my my I have some money you can use mm -hmm. so. So I think from the nineteen ninety to ninety three, uh, I started collecting the wood carving. Right. At that time, it's uh, it's a very friendly the price. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that's how I start my collection. So you've been you would define yourself as having been a collector for about twenty five years at this point. Um, twenty no I my really. Really into the collecting is from nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. So, uh, till now is uh, twenty years. Yeah, twenty yeah. years. But uh, in fact, my my first collection since till now is thirty years. Right. Yeah. But the collection that you're most known for, and, mm -hmm. and it should be said for anybody listening who doesn't know you or haven't yes. done research before they hear the podcast, yes. that you are a very prominent member of, uh, of the cultural community in Taiwan. Yes. You live in Taichung, which is the second or third largest city. Yes. It's about 45 minutes from Taipei by yes. the bullet train. Yes. Um, but the, the collection that you're most well known for is a sort of classic modern painting collection, yes. mid 20th century. But you are also interested in, in, in a limited number of contemporary artists. And we'll yes. talk about that a little bit more in, in, in a moment. What was the first work uh, that you bought? Let's say the first serious mature work that you bought um, as part of that modern painting collection. Do you remember what it was? Okay, my I collection my collection start from like nineties. But what uh, just like I explained, what I really fall into this uh, collecting world is from nineteen ninety nine. That's a uh, uh, autumn auction of the Sotheby in Taiwan. That I I believe that's the last option. Sotheby in Taiwan, and then after that they go to Hong Kong, mm. and I bought a Chang Yu painting. It's a bouquet of flower bouquet mm -hmm. in a glass, uh, with a, a glass cover on yeah. it. So, as that day, I bought two paintings. In fact, one is from the Sotheby, uh, one is from another auction house. Both is Chang Yu painting. So why I will buy the Chang Yu painting is because of the I start to looking on Chang Yu painting start 
back to 1996, very early. But I don't know how good his painting is. What is this this artist? Uh, who he is? So I have been looking for many years. And as I explained, I start from the wood carving. I like the statue more than painting in the beginning, because I always feel like like statue you can see from three hundred sixty degree. A painting is you can only see, you cannot see from the back. So I feel that it's more economic for the for the statue. But the more and more I see on the painting, I understand the painting. I follow in love with painting more than statue. Of mm. course, I'm 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 still like statue, but uh, I also love the painting. So uh, just. Just like I say that uh, I was start really my collection start from nineteen ninety nine. That's because of Chang Yu. But before that, I'm thinking. I think everybody have this thing, same thinking is to find in their roots. So, for the beginning, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to collecting Taiwanese first generation, uh, oil painting artists. But at that time, Taiwan art market. So, what been, period is that first generation of Taiwanese? Uh, okay, painting? first generation of the Taiwanese artists and the first generation of the Chinese artists, in fact, is in same timing. Uh -huh. They all mostly they all went out for educate educated in nineteen twenties. At that time, and at that point, they were going to Europe, or where were they going? Okay, at that time, Taiwan and China is two different countries. Yeah. Because, eighteen ninety five, China give Taiwan to Japan because of the Jiawu Zhenzhen. So at that time, Taiwan is part of Japan, and China is China. But because of the that's in eighteen ninety five. So after. Ten years, Japan's uh, start uh, 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 management the Taiwan, and after ten or twenty years, they feel everything is settled down. So they will need the student. They encourage the Taiwanese to be、um, study in Japan to learn more about Japanese culture.、Mm. So two country can be joined together.、Right. Um, in the same time. China have one thing called Qin Gong Jian Xue. That means、uh, half study and、uh, half working. So they were encouraged in China. They were encouraged the adult、uh, about more than seventeen years old a student to Europe to France to France to work for one year. And study for two years. So they get they were getting a grant to study abroad. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, so it's happening about the same timing, but、uh, in fact, is these two two things the Taiwan Taiwanese and the Chinese is nothing to do together. But uh, uh, Taiwanese mostly is go to Japan. Uh huh. And the China. They go to France too, but、uh, mostly, maybe sixty or seventy percent of people, if they want to go out to study, they will go to Japan too. So there's a very big influence from from J Japanese culture at that time coming into Taiwan. Yes, that's yes. the predominant influence. Yes, because at that time Taiwan is belong to belong to Japan.、Mm. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So they happen in the same same timing. So at that time, like I like I say, I want to collect the, because I born in Taiwan. So I want to find the, the Taiwanese first generation artist. But、uh, because、uh, Taiwan art market was happening earlier before nineteen nine before my time.、Yeah. So all those painting like、uh, Liao Jichun, like Chen Chenpo, all those painting. Have been collected already. So were they by the time you got interested in them? Were they、uh, already quite expensive? Yes, already Taiwanese、mm. uh, first generation、mm. artists quite expensive. Yeah, 
and uh, uh, about the Taiwanese artists, there was uh, more study uh, on that. So in the same time, I I found uh, there was some Chinese artists, of course, like Xu uh, Bei uh, Hong, like Lin Fong, they are very very famous. We all understand. Mm -hmm. But some others like Chang Yu, uh, like Pang Xunqing, uh, almost uh, no Taiwanese understand them. Who are they? We don't know. But uh, when I first collecting, I saw they well look like the same age, but how come price is different? Like uh, on the price side, the Chinese artist is cheaper than Taiwanese, much cheaper, and there was no any document talking about them. That's so that interesting that. Of course, now we think about China being such a dominant market, mm -hmm. but at the time that you started collecting, mm -hmm. actually the Taiwanese market mm -hmm. and for, for their own artists mm -hmm. was much stronger than China. Yes. And of course, there was really no opportunity to yes. collect in China or support Chinese artists at that time. I mean, everything's changed very rapidly in the last two, two decades. Yes. That's because when I start collecting, China is still, the country is still pretty poor. Yeah. And uh, China, the art market really booming is start from uh, 2004. Yeah. 2004. And they are, China market is booming, is uh, booming by the contemporary art. And now is uh, the uh, traditional Chinese water painting. Mm. Those is, is really, really booming and price is uh, very high now. Do you still own that first painting that you bought? Yes. You still have it in the yes, collection? Yes, I still have it. How, yeah. many, how many works do you own, do you think? Uh, I owned maybe more than 2,000. Wow, 2,000? Yes. yes. So you can't live with them all. I mean, however big your home is, you have a very beautiful home. I've been there and I've seen the works that you live with. Where, where is everything else? Are they in storage? <laughs> are they uh, with children? Or where are they? They are in the storage. They're in storage. And I use the apartment to be storage. Right. And uh, all the storage I have been, um, I have been using the apartments and uh, to renew it to be uh, air conditioned. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so how, everything of, how often do you reinstall the apartment and change the things you're living with? Oh, like the place you visit, I will change the uh, painting maybe once or twice a month. Really? Yes. That's very, very rapid. Yes. And are there certain works that never change that you always keep up? Are there certain key pieces that, that need to remain every, every time, every installation? Yes, those paintings will be in my, in my home, right. my living place. Right. The place that... Uh, visit is the place I it's more, like my a, it's more like a gallery a private yes. gallery yes yes yes, yes. yes. nice yes. so I'm very interested uh, you know I think in 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 uh, the West we have a uh, perhaps a rather uh, limited view of what's happened in this region with regard to the contemporary market in mm -hmm. in recent years mm -hmm. and I'm very interested to ask you to talk a little bit more about the shifting dynamics that have mm -hmm. occurred in the region. Mm -hmm. Because Taiwan really was, maybe 20 years ago, mm -hmm. um, a much more prominent market. You talked about how the first work that you bought, um, you bought from Sotheby's the year they moved into Hong Kong in, in the late 1990s. Um, and it felt like at, uh, at that moment that the focus was starting to move towards Hong Kong. Some more of the commercial activity went towards Hong Kong. And then as the market in China opened up, there was this explosion of artists coming out of Beijing. And now it feels it's moving very fast and it feels as if the dynamic has within mainland China has moved more towards Shanghai. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about that history of how that, that shift has occurred? Okay, first, uh, uh, the art market first happening in, in Taiwan. That's because of the, um, 
of course, it starts from the uh, cultural things, the antique, those, those happen back to 50s already. But we don't talk about that, we just only talk, talk about the fine art. The fine art market in Taiwan started from about the late 80s. And till about 90s, they have this uh, um, market crash, crash down. At the and same time as the crash in Japan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, not the same time. Maybe later. Okay. I don't exactly know when when is the Japanese market mm. crash. Um, so so crash for a while, but at that time, Taiwan Taiwanese market like it started in late eighty and uh, through ninety. At that time, China. If we talk in China, China there was no market. Yeah. China they they are they are they act like a. a a place for exports mm -hmm. by smuggling out something anyway, everywhere because because China was uh, this uh, influenced by this this uh, cultural revolution. Yeah. Cultural revolution is ending in nineteen seventy seven. So at that time, we find a lot of things outside from from China, and uh, just like I say, when time market uh, have have been. Good. Then, all the Taiwan fine art have been collected by somebody already, and in nineties, when when Taiwan market is not so good, not that good, some of the um, Taiwan gallery start going to China to find out the first generation very famous artist art because the price is much reasonable against the Taiwanese. Uh, and bring into Taiwan to start the, the market. And the um, um, problem is all the artists in China, we're talking about China, uh, because of the Cultural Revolution and World War II and the Civil War and the war with, with Japan, so mostly of the artists, they lost their painting. Mm. Especially on the Cultural Revolution, lots of the artists, they have destroyed their painting. Because if you are doing the oil painting, if you are doing the Western arts, you will have trouble. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Yes. So like a very famous story, like Lin Fomian, he destroyed lots of his painting yeah. because of that. And uh, So not to be identified as an intellectual. Yes. Yeah. And, and in my collection, when I first started to collect collection this uh, um, modern art, uh, there was on the market because uh, Taiwanese art market is crushed. So not many people, not many, many people was uh, uh, com compete. I, I don't have many competition. competition yeah. I don't have many com competition. So it's easy for me to collect. But after... But can I ask you, what gave you the confidence at that moment mm -hmm. to collect artists that perhaps you didn't know yes. so well, yes. that were not validated by the market, yes. and that very few other people were looking at. Mm -hmm. Where did the confidence come for you personally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to say, this is an area that's undervalued, mm -hmm. somewhere that I'm, I love, this, I love this market, I can mm -hmm. step in and make a difference, mm -hmm. and I can build a great collection. Mm -hmm. Where did that confidence come from? Okay, Be frankly, I don't know where I should go. But when you're looking on the painting... So you, did you just trust your instincts? I just trust the instincts. Yeah. And uh, the, their painting lead me to be here today. Yeah. Not I plan. I wanted to have this kind of collection yeah. or that kind of yeah, collection. Yeah. It's happening. You see, th this is what's so wonderful about talking to people like you. Yes. Um, um, and on Collect Wisely, what we learn over and over again mm -hmm. is that people are very passionate about what they mm -hmm. do, mm -hmm. and they are not necessarily uh, the 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 most um, successful collectors. Yes are following their instincts mm -hmm. and often taking roads that are uncharted yes. uh, and, and unpredictable. Yes. And then many decades, a few decades later, suddenly we realized that they were right, mm -hmm. that we were looking in the wrong mm -hmm. place culturally, mm -hmm. and that, that their 
uh, sort of imagination has led them to see something that was mm -hmm. overlooked. Mm -hmm. and, and I think you're a perfect example of that. Yes, because I'm lucky. And the one thing that I think I can be so lucky is because of the patient. And my patient, in fact, is not come from only from me. I think also come from artists because to please to be remembered when they have to destroy their painting, uh, lots of their painting being destroyed by themselves, mm. but they still save some. So the things they save down is the best or means lots for oh, them. Yeah, such an interesting point. Yeah, so all those uh, paintings, they can speak with you. You, you, you can really feel you can be touched by those paintings. And also, Leo, isn't it amazingly inspirational to think that at, at the same time as those artists, those creative forces were having to destroy much of their own work mm -hmm. to survive, Yes. They didn't stop working, they carried on painting, and they might have been making paintings they knew they had to destroy. Um, yes and no, because when during the Cultural Revolution, I think nobody dared to do anything new. Uh -huh. But after that, uh, Cultural Revolution is uh, ending in 77, and uh, after that, people start working trying again. to do that. Like uh, Wu Dayu, a very famous abstract uh, Painter. Mm. All his painting left over is after the Cultural Revolution. We are very hard to find his painting before that. Right. Yes. Are you opt uh, can you describe for us, um, are there differences in the way that a Taiwanese collector would think about collecting to a Chinese collector? Are there significant discernible differences? It's very funny. There is um, in the 1980s when Taiwan art market is is um, start is blooming. Uh, at that time, Taiwanese they don't collect the artists who cannot speak Taiwanese. So, I think it's because of the uh, culture and um, uh, they can get more information about this the Taiwanese artist. So basically they don't collect the Chinese artists because mm. they don't understand. And there was no document over there, no, no any study of, of those people. So for me it's different. When I, when I first started collecting, it's the same thing, but uh, uh, after I collected, my, my collecting is all, always come from two places, from family, uh, all from the painting have uh, come through very clearly, they have very clearly provenance. So I collect. Yeah. So from that, I can get also some of the document information from the uh, family. Or so you can get a people. lot of information about the provenance of the works. Yes, yes. So I'm lucky on that way. Yeah. Yes. So that's the difference that I'm interested in drilling down on a little bit with yes. you because. One of the very significant differences between uh, mainland China and Taiwan or much of the region mm -hmm. is that Taiwan's independence has allowed multi-generational uh, collections to grow up. So you, mm -hmm. you can find, you know, three generations of people collecting mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And it has also fostered the growth of galleries. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a tradition that is quite distinct to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, the collecting is like like I say, it's kind of like a, a a hobby, and this hobby in China have been thousands years yeah. already. Yeah. But the, like in other country, like in India, I remember, um, you know, like Christie, they trying to have a, a a sale on the India art, but in the end, they not so succeed. Because they think they can copy the, the, the Chinese way to be any country. But the problem is India, they don't have this collection. They don't, they don't have this hobby. So only... So the only, tradition isn't there. Yeah, tradition is not there. Yeah. So the tradition in, for, for Chinese, uh, we have this collection tradition. But China do not have the... A gallery is because of the, all this war, sure. and that's not allow you 
to do anything. Everything is for country, it's communist, so it's different than, than, than democracy. Now, you're, you're an advisor to, yes. to the new art fair in, yes. in Taiwan, Taipei yes. Dungai. Yes. Um, how much do you travel to around the world to go to art fairs? Mm -hmm. And how much do you buy at art fairs? Mm -hmm. uh, I am, how to say, I do not uh, uh, go to art fair very often. I do, I do go to the, um, like, uh, Zero to one in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. Go to the West Town in Shanghai. Go to Abaso Hong Kong, um, in Hong Kong. I used by, uh, should not say a lot. Um, I used to buy, much more than, I buy now because, mm. um, when the, when the Abaso just start in Hong Kong, we call it the, uh, Hong Kong affair. Yeah. Before it's still to our sure. uh, When it start, uh, I remember I every time I go, I can find the things I like. I bought because mm -hmm. at that time the contemporary artist is not much, so all the names uh, we understand and we I I understand and I know them. I know the artists, so I'm ready to buy. But like now, it's much much more. Uh, contemporary artists introduced by all the different art gallery. So I have to study. I cannot say, oh, I go there and I find something and just to buy. Um, I, I mean, obviously paraphrasing a little bit, yes. but um, since the opening up of the Chinese market, yes. there have been two or three generations of artists yes. who passed through the market very quickly. Um, that you know, 15, 20 years ago, there are artists who yes. who F4. were very successful yes. for a short period of time, who really don't have much of a market now. Yes. And I, I would say, you know, perhaps there's been about three generations mm -hmm. of, or three moments like that. Mm -hmm. um, does that concern you that that the market is cycling through artists so quickly? And do you think that's changed? Do you think they're becoming more sophisticated about that now? I think that for the, if talking about the art, that is not a good example and it's a mistake. Mm. Um, well, have this happen is because this new market, new business, and the Chinese is become to very wealthy now. And uh, the art for me now is more like the fashion, more fashionized than than art itself, so so it's become. You can introduce lots of the different artists, and when artists come out very fast and in the same way, they will be for, forget yeah, very soon very too. quickly as well. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, you do collect some contemporary art. Yes. Um, I don't know how extensive that area of your collection is. But you, you have artists such as uh, Sai Kuo Chang, Zhu Bing, yes. Chen Zhen, Gu Wenda. Yes. Um, how, how extensive is the contemporary portion of your collection? Uh, this is just, this is what I collect for the contemporary artists is still about their age, that generation. Mm. Uh, if generation uh, under them, then I do not touch so much. Because uh, for me, I will be looking for the, the art which, which can last longer. And in Chai Guoqiang, their generation and before that, that's the timing I think, that I, think I feel is we can understand the artists. Artists have been introduced by limited, not that much as now. And then for now, there's just too many artists I can not understand because mm. uh, collecting is my hobby, it's not my business. So if for me, if you want to understand contemporary artists now, you need to put much, much more time mm. than what I'm doing than the hobby to study everyone. It's very interesting. 
You have said in an interview, I'm interested in this definition because I think you've identified something very important. You said in an interview that you hesitate to collect young Chinese artists who you fear have too many commercial temptations. And in that set, you said they, they're more like movie stars than artists uh, and that they're involved in a market mad charade uh, and that because of this, you can't feel their souls. Yes. And you went on in that interview to say um, that y your skepticism stemmed from that, the fact that um, the, auction the auction houses sell 90% of the Chinese paintings on the market and they also handle 80% of other media. The situation is pretty confused. So it's interesting to me that on the one hand, you feel in the modern area mm -hmm. that the auction houses are doing a very good job of yes. sorting through material yes. for you yes. and you're confident in that. Mm -hmm. But you also seem to indicate in those comments that in the contemporary area, mm -hmm they are acting in a very different way mm -hmm. and that that's confusing the market. Yes. Can you uh, elaborate on that idea? Okay, the, for the modern art, because uh, every artist, uh, um, they, their piece left over is so small. Maybe for a Chinese uh, modern art artists, they were left over. Averagely is about 100 painting. All others they destroy or mm -hmm. they, they do anything. And for the contemporary art, that's also because this, this uh, lack of the uh, more modern painting art, so that makes the uh, auction house have no choice because the, the, the art piece is less and less for them to find a new mm. one is very difficult so they have to force to be into the contemporary art and when they first into the contemporary art that for asia the contemporary art is just born but so they have uh, uh, find uh, the china uh, the uh, asia area uh, all different country contemporary art but that did not mean every market every artist they found is mature enough mm. because uh, lots of the, these young uh, contemporary artists they are just learning so that's that's i say uh, you can see for example uh, for for the beginning of the back to 2004 at that time you see the lots of the contemporary art in fact it's not the contemporary art belong to this place is it's like pop art, mm. a lot of those things. And um, they change very fast, like you say, have been three generations yeah. already. Yeah. And for good for the uh, auction house is because all those, all those artworks, they can get as many as they can. Yeah. Because so this is a super interesting point. I think yeah. it's a very interesting point and something that is affecting the market here in Asia mm -hmm. far more profoundly perhaps at the moment than in the West. This schism between, you know, as you've described it, between the auction houses sorting through the modern and the historic material um, in a very productive way for you as a collector. Mm -hmm. um, and yet with the contemporary artists where access to making more work it, there's a continued opportunity for more material mm -hmm. um, you almost feel the the, the reverse where the auction houses are stoking the problem mm -hmm. and create you know and building that problem more mm -hmm. so if that if that's the case and i think you're absolutely right i think that there's no question that you're correct about that um, is that leo in that in your opinion moving forward does that present a real opportunity for the galleries to step in and work with the artists to, to do a much better job of controlling the market? Mm -hmm. uh, first, uh, for the um, modern art, the, what the collector have to be do is uh, select from what the auction house select already to identify 
which one is real one, which one is not so real, is fake from the province or any other way. That was something else I wanted to ask you about. Is there a big issue? I mean, everybody talks about, you know, I mean, in, in contemporary manufacturing terms, uh, certainly in the West, people are concerned about China with intellectual theft, mm -hmm. with copyright theft, mm -hmm. and with, you know, knocking off or mm -hmm. producing cheaper versions mm -hmm. of a product. Mm -hmm. Is there a lot of faking in the in the modern market in in the region? Have you come across fakes? Yes, fake is is there. It is there. It's it's there. But uh, just like I say, you have to you have to find like uh, like my collection is only from the uh, family. Of course, we 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 also know some family have some problem too, but. Uh, uh, I will collect, for, for example, for my collection is from family, from province. Mm. Province is more important than other things. Yeah. If, if they are in some early years catalog, then that is... So you pay very particular attention to, yes. attention to the yes. provenance have of to works. Be. Yeah. Have to be. Yeah. And I do this, I, I like to buy from auction house is because auction house, they do that in the first time already, I do the second time. You know, I'm a gallerist, you're yes. talking to a gallerist, so for you to tell me that you like to buy from auction houses, it's like stabbing me in the chest. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but the problem is, uh, like Gary, like you cannot find those paintings. You uh, don't have that market. Yes, no, of course. Okay, so uh, contemporary is uh, kind of different. Yeah, contemporary no, it's very for, different. For the auction house, in fact, they are they, they are learning the contemporary so, same time as you, they as have, me. They have, we're the filter. Yes, <laughs> and there was no fake problem because the artist yeah. is, is there. Yeah. The problem for the contemporary and the, and the modern art, the difference is contemporary just you buy the lotus. So it's big percentage, maybe 99.99 .99 percentage, you're going to be buying not right things. Yeah. Have you ever bought something that you found out subsequently to, that, that was a fake or it was not correct? A uh, fake, yes. I bought one note. Uh, in my case, I should say I'm, uh, I'm very careful. But uh, in another way, I'm lucky too. So I do have some fake, but very small, maybe yeah. Two or three, but in, in a way, that's that's part of you know that's part of the cost of learning, isn't it? it I mean, it's about educating your eye. Well, everybody says that, but I don't agree that you don't agree. I don't agree. So you just I, think it's a mistake. Yeah, I think you don't <laughs> agree too. If if I buy something, it's not right for you. You oh. will say you will be very angry. How how oh, can no, you have it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Will. I mean, it yeah. doesn't make you happy, but I <laughs> yeah. do think that it's uh, for all of us. It's uh, part of the process of looking and educating ourselves mm -hmm. and educating our eye. Yes, but if you were for people who buy buy fake. Uh, one of the reasons is also for the on the price side. People only always looking for cheaper um, price yeah. to purchase. Which which is is business. It's okay. Just like contemporary. Uh lots of people they now for Gary is not easy to do is because uh lots of especially in China, in this area, um Customer collector will go directly to the artist, and artists they don't mind to sell their their art to directly to collectors. Some of them, to, some of them. Yeah, um, in in here is um, this is a pretty serious problem. Yeah, I, I, in, I, in Asia yeah, area. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so so that this is one problem. So. I don't like that. So in my case, I never bought, I never want to bought anything from the artist directly. Direct. Yeah. And Leo, uh, it's an interesting point you're touching on in terms of um, people wanting to pay a lower price or have a deal or... Do you think that that is, generally speaking, it's a mistake? Would your advice to uh, younger collectors or other collectors always be buy the best piece you can and worry less about the price? Of course, but for the young, young collector, we are, it's very hard to, to say that to them mm. because they are, they are not clear. 
everything is uh, they guess on this they listen to you they listen to him mm. so there are so many different opinions sure very hard for them to choose but uh, I think mm. all the all the collectors they will know the the, the best uh, piece will be keep the best value in the future if we talk about the, the yeah. business side. yeah of course yes if with hindsight of 20 plus years of collecting and everything you know now, mm -hmm. looking back, mm -hmm. uh, if you were giving advice to a younger collector, mm -hmm. what would be the single best piece of advice you could give to a young collector collecting in Taiwan or in this region at this time? I will say you get what you pay. That's universal truth. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Are you optimistic now? I mean, if, if we can agree that perhaps um, in the last 20 years that there has been an enormous shifting of focus towards China and Hong Kong, mm -hmm. um, away perhaps at, to somewhat debt to the detriment of Taiwan, are you optimistic about the future for Taiwan and Taiwan, uh, Taiwanese collectors and galleries? Taiwan is a mature, it's a low market. Taiwan market, uh, the best for Taiwan market is uh, uh, the collector group. Taiwan have the best collector in Asia area. Mm. In Asia area. Everybody says that. Yes, because of this tradition uh, for Chinese uh, collection tradition. and. Uh, Chinese people is more how to say more 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 old style, more old school mm -hmm. people. So so like like I I had uh, I had to say to some of the gallery. I say when you come to Taiwan, you need a, a longer project, not not just come and no business and go. Mm. But if you started to educate your, your collector, then you will find that in a few years later, your business can be much, mm. much more stronger. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people will not uh, just let you. Yeah, they will follow you if they agree with you. And how important do you think that the new art fair will be for time? Taiwan. I mean, Taiwan has the oldest art fair in the region, mm -hmm. but it now has a new art fair yes. um, established by Magnus Renfrew, who has a very strong track record in the region. Yes. He set up the original Art Hong Kong, which was yes. sold to Basel and became yes. Basel Hong Kong. Yes. So this is his new venture in Taiwan. It's very exciting. How yes. optimistic are you about that art fair that you, you're actually a, a sort yes. of ambassador for? Yes. I think they are doing a really good job this time, even this is their first time. Mm. Um, everything was there. You see uh, all the international people was here, like uh, uh, you see Mori Museum is here, uh, Take the APEC group is here, the um, uh, Pompidou, uh, the curator is here. Everybody was here. Yeah. And this is very important to Taiwan. But uh, in fact, Taiwan is the first country who doing the art fair in Asia area. So we have this uh, long history art fair already. Why is not, uh, why is, I should say not, why, why is not so success? That is because of the management. The, the rule for the older um, Taiwan, Taipei Art fair is every two years they have changed both. They was running by the Taipei uh, Art Gallery Society. Mm, yeah, I don't the association. Know, yeah, I don't know exactly that. But every two years they will change their uh, director. So everybody have different ideas. So there's no continuity. Yeah, no continuity. Yeah, yeah. and this the. Uh, the Magnus can arrange this is because of the, uh, he is international and he has this all this good connection with all the whole world uh, contemporary gallery. So if he is doing the contemporary art, this is a must. 
and very good for Taiwanese because mm. the Taiwan, Taiwanese people um, they can stay in Taiwan and uh, to see all the good uh, the top quality uh, gallery to bring in the really good uh, uh, contemporary artwork from all over the world yeah. instead of they are going out yeah. and to be Taiwan is very important because on the language on the culture at least is in yeah. Taiwan so much easier for Taiwanese yeah. and the good for the gallery like in, in like Sean Kelly uh, gallery you have you want to have your office in Taiwan this is I have trying to convince all my friends in the national uh, art gallery to come to Taiwan instead of Hong Kong yeah yeah because it's so expensive in Hong Kong and in Hong Kong yeah, it is. just like I said before 2004 there was no gallery yeah it's yeah. amazing and and it does feel at the moment as it as uh, Hong Kong feels at the moment as if it is somewhat oversubscribed it, and it is very expensive yes so yeah it's a it's a very different situation um so leo it's been such an incredible pleasure to talk to you today uh, you. and i've learned so much from you as i did when i came to see your collection as well and, and had the opportunity to talk to you and and hear you talking about uh why certain works we were standing in front of certain works and to hear you talking about um, really explaining and teaching me the difference of the quality of the works and why, why, how you understood mm -hmm. them to be of the highest quality and, and what you were seeing was, was so instructive to allow me to see the work differently. Well, I have one last question for yes. you. I know you've been asked this question in a form before, but I'm going to really force you to make a decision. Uh -huh. I want to ask you, this is, we ask everybody who comes on Collect Wisely, mm -hmm. and it's been very interesting to see what people's answers have been. If we took you and put you in a white room and you were going to spend the rest of your life there mm -hmm. and you could only pick one artwork mm -hmm. in the entire world, mm -hmm. you don't have to own it, although you could own it. Mm -hmm. It could be the Sistine Chapel by Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be a Leonardo. You can pick any art world in uh, any artwork in the world mm -hmm. to spend eternity with. Mm -hmm. What would you choose? Well, of course, it's Chang Yu. <laughs> <laughs> the first painting I bought. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so yeah. th that's that's great. So it's it's the first ever artwork you bought, yes. and it's the one that started the whole journey. Yes, that's such a beautiful choice. <laughs> and thank you so much for for sharing your journey with us. It's been an incredible pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you, very thank much. you, Leo. It's <laughs> been really wonderful to talk to you today on Collect Wisely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>